All right, day 53, Americans abandoned behind enemy lines by Joe Biden. I mean, just one unmitigated disaster after another. Um, I got to tell you, as we're coming on the air here today, uh, that I have gotten wind of something that Mitch McConnell might be dumb enough to do. And that is join with Chucky Schumer and lift the debt ceiling so they can have more months to try and hammer out their new Green Deal socialism. Now, I ask you to be polite, but you might want to weigh in and tell the senator from Kentucky that he ought not be. Republicans have not been a part of any process as it relates to this monstrosity, $3.5 trillion New Green Deal socialism. And why Mitch McConnell is naive to under to, to think in any way is ever going to be brought into this process is beyond any comprehension I have. If if Democrats want to waste money like this, that we cannot afford. Now, we've gone over every aspect of this and the and the taxing and the spending, the largest tax increase in American history, the greatest amount of money ever spent on on things that we know it's going to be wrought with waste, fraud, and abuse, and and literally not a single conservative principle is being applied here. You know, it is it is an unmitigated economic disaster. Republicans ought not participate in this. They have the House, they have the Senate. And just because Chuck Schumer and the White House now are threatening to use the nuclear option is not an excuse to get, let them buy time. They have now painted themselves into a corner. The lifeline ought not be sent by Mitch McConnell. And Mitch McConnell, you know, typical swamp sewer politics in play, I'm being told, might offer a a debt ceiling extension to sometime towards the the end of the year. Well, all that's going to do is give them all the time that they need to get their new Green Deal socialism in. It's not good for the country if you're a conservative, this new Green Deal socialism. Now, I think you might want to call Mitch McConnell's office and call your senators in Washington's office. People, I always urge you to be polite, be respectful, 202-224. 3121. 202-224-3121. They have been denied all access. This is not a bipartisan bill. They passed a bipartisan infrastructure bill. And now because of Nancy Pelosi's incapable of controlling the squad in, in, in the House, they can't get that bill passed in the House. They can't get it passed in the Senate. And they want to spend all of this additional money. And we're being told lie after lie after lie about all of this. 202-224-3121. And you might want to let Mitch McConnell and your senator know that they ought not be a part of this scheme to give America the largest tax increase in history, the most, the largest amount of spending, reckless spending in history, by the very people that abandoned energy independence, by the very people that created the chaos at our border, that eliminated energy independence, we we ought not be helping their policies. Their policies are failing this country. 
You might want to, you know, talk. Is there anything that Joe, you're going to get anything in return, like a rescue mission for the Americans that they abandoned in Afghanistan? Are you going to get control borders and the remain in Mexico policy back? And is Joe going to abide by the law of the land or is he going to continue to use money to aid and abet the law of breaking? You know, we now give preferential treatment if you're an illegal immigrant, you don't have a COVID test. And you don't have a vaccine mandate, but every American's getting that. It's unbelievable. And then you get a a free transportation dispersed to the state of your choice. They've ended energy independence. You know what that means for our national security? We've abandoned energy security. When When we're energy independence, rather than begging OPEC, we ought to be begging Texas and Oklahoma and North Dakota and Alaska. And start rebuilding our own pipelines instead of giving waivers to Putin. Why did he give a waiver to Putin? Putin, you know, they probably have a nice big file on the Bidens over the many years. Look what the Libyans had on zero experience Hunter. They knew he was a crack addict. They knew he liked prostitutes. They knew everything about him. Knew he was a total, complete mess up and, and total degenerate. Unbelievable. Anyway, so if you want to call, it's 202-224-3121. You know, never underestimate a Republican Party's ability to screw things up. And I'll tell you what it is. They just don't have the backbone, the fight. And if they're not up to the job of standing up for conservative principles, conservatives believe in balanced budgets, limited government, living within our means, liberty, freedom, capitalism our constitution we want our taxes lowered we want less burdensome regulation we want secure borders we want energy independence we want choice in school not mandates from the federal government these aren't complicated things we believe in law and order so everyone can be safe and secure you know, we believe in free market solutions to health care. And, yeah, we would include protecting people with pre-existing conditions. Constitutionalists on the bench. We believe in free and fair trade. We believe that we ought to get out of the Paris Climate Accords that exempts China and India as developing nations. And, and not pay for the world's, you know, climate madness, socialist redistribution madness. Why would any Republican support this knowing what they're facilitating here? This is their problem. This is now the Democratic Radical Socialist Party. Republicans don't believe in reckless spending. Stand on the principles that you say you believe in. It's that simple. And don't go along with with Joe Biden's monstrosity here. Biden's Treasury Secretary predict, predicting several several more months of record-breaking inflation. Janet Yellen is saying that. Supply chain disruptions are to blame for the country's too high inflation. No, it's also the energy policies. U.S. coal prices now at a record highs in, in the last number of years. Record highs for a barrel of oil. Record high natural gas prices. Why? Because we artificially, Joe Biden artificially reduced the supply on the world market. It's the lifeblood of the world's economy. And he did it capitulating to the radical leftist New Green Deal socialists. We were energy independent. What happened in in the Middle East didn't matter to us as much anymore. 
Now we're back begging OPEC to produce more oil. It's the lifeblood of our economy. We should be begging Texas and Oklahoma and Alaska. Now we we didn't care what happened in the Straits of Hormuz, and now we have to care again. McConnell apparently will allow the debt limit extension. He's already made up his mind. Good grief. What You know... We need a, the Republicans need a new leader. That's it. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. You should now you can call your, your senator and say it's time for a new leader. 202-224-3121. I'm watching Chad Pergram on, you know, all thing hitchhiker's guide to all thing Washington swamp and sewer. You know, at this point in time, why would you agree to that? Because they're afraid, well, well, we're going to get blamed for the government shut down. The government never shuts down. This is about the Democrats' insistence on spending money we don't have. You know, even, who was it? The senator from Susan Collins had said, if you agree to give up on this $3.5 trillion, we'll help you with the debt ceiling. But there's been no negotiation with the Republicans on any of this. Manchin has flip-flopped twice in the last 24 hours. Who knows where he's going to end up on all this? You know, after agreeing to $2.2 trillion in spending, he went back to the $1.5 trillion. He originally was at $0 trillion. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. By the way, the U.S. government is now going to order Google to provide users private search data in a report on top of we're now going to investigate $600 you know, uh, any $600 banking transaction? Unreal. This, this, is, this is where, for years, I have said Republicans are, that's why I'm not a Republican. Weak, feckless, visionless. This is simple, basic, fundamental conservatism here. This is not complicated. Biden's Treasury Secretary predicting the months of record-breaking inflation, Oil prices through the roof, energy prices through the roof, mortgage payments are getting more and more unaffordable. Biden's plan is tanking the economy worse than we've had. Now we've got the Treasury Secretary talking about a trillion dollar platinum coin could be minted at the last minute. Time is running out. In case of an emergency, we can we could make this emergency trillion dollar coin. How about you just live within your means and balance your budget like every American family has to? It's not complicated. But this is where Republicans need leadership. It's got to be somebody in the Republican caucus. Maybe Ted Cruz ought to take over. I, you know, I don't care who they choose to take over. Somebody that's just going to stand firm on the promises and principles that they ran on. It's not that hard. So now McConnell throws Schumer, Pelosi, a lifeline. Biden a lifeline. What do you think he's going to get for it? Nothing. At a point where President Biden, according to Quinnipiac, has had his lowest marks across the board ever. And saying most Americans, a majority, saying he's not competent. And he's not. Raising the debt limit. You know, if you listen to Democrats, it's paying off our old debts. This $3.5 trillion, we're actually, we're not going to be spending a penny. Janet Yellen expects to raise seven trillion with the new IRS surveillance powers of <laughs> great. They're going to look at every six hundred dollar financial transaction. 
And then they're going to apparently, or, they've ordered Google to provide your search data. Talk about Big Brother. This is it. This is 1984 on steroids. It's even worse. But I'm just going to tell you, this was this was a lifeline that didn't need to be thrown. Democratic socialists. And look at how they treat anybody that doesn't agree with them. Look at what's, but the, how they've been harassing Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin. And then Manchin's now begins to buckle. There was a poll showing his political future may hinge on his defense of the filibuster. You know, it's interesting. Newt Gingrich, I think, framed it in a really interesting way. Bold, big government socialism versus timid, big government socialism. That's, a, that's about the best framing of this debate that I've ever seen. Anyway, 800-941-SHAWN is our number. Kennedy won't vote to give Schumer a blank check. Good for Senator Kennedy. I like Senator Kennedy. If you want to call Washington, be polite. 202-224-3121. Wish I had better news for you. I don't. As we continue, 800-941-SHAWN. Biden's approval rating, this is why Mitch McConnell, 202-224-3121. It's at 38%. And it's at 38% for a reason. He's earned this low approval rating. But it's even worse. You know, it's, it, it goes to Afghanistan. It goes to the economy. It goes to begging OPEC you know, to produce more energy because he gave up energy independence. It goes to the mess at the border, the mess on COVID that he created. That's right. Biden was handed everything and he's he's incapable of doing anything. You know, you look at this poll and, you know, a 38 percent approval rating overall. Independence disapproved by 60 percent, two to one, more than half. 55% say he's not competent to run a government. 50% say he's not honest. 41% say, oh, he has some good leadership qualities. 56% say he doesn't. 55% disapprove of his handling of the economy. 58% disapprove of his job as commander-in-chief. 67% he's wrong, say he's wrong on immigration and border issues. And then Biden is out there screaming at us again, lecturing us and scolding us. Anyone that doesn't back his multi-trillion dollar New Green Deal socialism is complicit in America's decline. It's already in decline because of you. You abandoned Americans in Afghanistan. You ended Amer American energy independence. You created the fiasco at the border. You're the one talking about raising taxes. You stopped you know, all these high-paying career jobs and energy. That's all on you, Joe. Good grief. The lectures. Who's coming up at 3.30? All right, we're going to get an update on what just happened with McConnell. 202-224-3121. The border's a disaster. Afghanistan's a disaster. Preferential treatment for illegal immigrants on COVID. No vaccine mandates or even testing for them. Begging OPEC, inflation, our economy a mess. 
The president is a cognitive mess. Chinese aggression over Taiwan. He won't lift a finger. Look at how the Democrats and the media freaked out over everything Trump. Oh, these are asshole countries and stormy, stormy and Russia, Russia, Russia and impeach, impeach, impeach. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. How about abandoning Americans? Where's your outrage there? 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Looks like McConnell is caved and he's now agreeing with Biden and Schumer and Pelosi, etc., to raise the debt ceiling temporarily, I guess sometime until December is my understanding. But here to sort things out, the Hitchhiker's Guide to All Things, the Washington Sewer and Swamp, uh, Fox News Channel's congressional correspondent, Chad Program is with us. Uh, Chad, uh, well, there's going to be a lot of anger, I can tell you right now in the country, if Mitch McConnell agreed to this. For, for what reason? What is he getting out of this? Well, he hasn't uh, gotten an agreement yet. He just put this to the Democrats. And basically, you know, I asked McConnell yesterday, I said, you know, you, you made your position known. Have you started to hear from Wall Street and investment bankers and people who really watch what's going on in the U.S. economy? And he completely sidestepped the question. Um, so his proposal on the table right now is to suspend the debt ceiling through early December, or they said that Republicans alternatively would get out of the way completely and let Democrats raise the debt ceiling on their own uh, via this special filibuster-proof process, and they wouldn't, you know, let any mischief get involved on their side of the aisle to, to tie things up here. Uh, there was supposed to be a vote right at this hour, Sean, that would try to overcome a filibuster on the Democratic proposal to suspend the debt ceiling, and that vote has now been postponed. The Democrats are meeting right now talking about this proposal. Uh, I know that they're not very impressed with it uh, to start with. Uh, Maisie Hirono, who's a Democratic senator from Hawaii, called it BS, and that's not the word she used. Uh, so that vote that needs 60 days that Republicans were going to filibuster uh, is postponed for now as Democrats try to sort this out. The other uh, thing what, can you explain to everybody, because what Democrats have been doing in the last couple of days is now threatening a limited nuclear option where they would bypass Republicans and get this through. I'm not sure where the Senate parliamentarian might come down on this, but that's what they had planned. Right. And and actually, when you do a, a nuclear option, you go around the parliamentarian. You establish mm -hmm. a new precedent. That was kind of a trial balloon, but that dog is not going to hunt. The Democratic senator from West Virginia, Joe Manchin, said this morning that he was not for uh, changing the filibuster provisions. And if we're going to do that nuclear option and say a special carve out just for lifting the debt ceiling, um, you have to have all 50 Democratic senators on board and Vice President Harris break the tie. And if Joe Manchin's not on board, and we don't even know where Kirsten Sinema, the Democratic senator from Arizona, is, that means you don't have that option. So that's that's off the table. That is not going to happen. So the lower right third now. on Fox that said that Mitch McConnell has agreed to it, I thought that was then a done deal. You're saying it's not a done deal. That's right. That, that he's just put it on the table and he's put it out there. And you're even pointing out this Democratic resistance to, the, to this. Right. And, you know, from my perspective as a conservative, Chad... And I'm, I'm speaking as a conservative now. You know, my attitude is Republicans have not been brought into the process at all as it relates to doing any budget. If this is being rammed through, this is a, a one-party deal. This is $3.5 record high tax increases, record spending that the country's never seen before uh, on, an, on the new Green Deal radical socialist agenda or what they're trying to call or reposition as human infrastructure. 
So why a Republican? I mean, this goes against any conservative Republican principle that I've known in the 33 years I've been on radio and the 25 years as of tomorrow I've been on Fox. Right. I think what's going on here is that both the Democratic leader and Mitch McConnell, frankly, were looking for an off-ramp. And that's why I asked Mitch McConnell that question yesterday. Now, it's one thing to posture and say you're against all this new spending and put Democrats in a bind and, and get some political capital off of that, which certainly they did on the Republican side of the aisle. But that's why I wanted to try to pin him down and ask, was he hearing from Wall Street and investors and so on and so forth saying, you can't do this? Uh, and, and the point that the Democrats have made, Sean, is say, you know, we have the votes to do this, just get out of the way. We will do it on our own. We have the majority in the House and Senate. We can do this. We might not like doing the debt ceiling here, and we know how you're trying to, you know, score these, these political points over the size of our social spending bill and everything else, but we will do it. And so maybe the fact that they've temporarily called off this vote, and this is happening in all in real time this afternoon, Sean, uh, this kind of came out of nowhere. And the fact that they called off that vote for the time being tells you that there is something afoot, that there is maybe some negotiation going on. People are trying to figure out where they want this to land. Uh, they're probably hearing from the Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen. They might be hearing from the President. Yeah, I want to hear about Janet Yellen's $1 trillion platinum coin she's about to print or mint. Yeah, and, and that's probably not going to happen for a reason. There's a couple of reasons why. You, you know, this whole thing is about market confidence and consumer confidence. And if you were to go and do that and mint the coin, uh, the $1 trillion coin, I want to see the physical size of this coin, by the way, um, you know, you would be contested in court. Uh, the markets would think that this is just kind of boffo theater here and be very upset at that and, and really not take it seriously. And this is why, if you go back to the debt ceiling crisis in 2011, remember Standard & Poor's downgraded the creditworthiness of the federal government, even though Congress met the debt ceiling, but they did so. They said, you know, all this theater and, and drama and everything else surrounding this did not instill confidence in the U.S. government. And so, you know, you have this threat, this sort of Damocles holding over, uh, you know, Congress right now, and that could happen again. And if you have that happen, then that could spark a market shock. You know, when you look at the, the approval rating in Quinnipiac today, Biden's at a record low, 38 percent. Right. And if, if you look, 55 percent say he's not competent to run the government. Independents disapprove of him by two to one right now. Um, on every single issue imaginable from Afghanistan to the border to, you know, preferential treatment as it relates to COVID for the, you know, unprecedented record-breaking illegal immigrants coming into the country. There's no testing. There's there's no vaccine mandates. Uh, there's no abiding by the law. Joe's not even enforcing his own laws or the laws of the country. He's aiding and abetting the law-breaking or giving up energy independence and begging OPEC for oil, and then the inflation that we've all been witnessing as a result of much higher energy prices. Uh, the economy's a mess. Uh, even in this poll, most people think he's not up to the job. The Chinese aggression over Taiwan, it seems like their reunification efforts are in full, full motion now. And... You know, it just seems like, and then Biden's out there screaming and lecturing and scolding everyone that if you don't believe in his plan, you know, warning that America will risk losing its edge. Well, he gave up the edge when he gave up energy independence. 
Um, Here's the other thing. This is why, from a, a political standpoint, and you cite the poll with President Biden, this is why this is this is a problem. If there's a debt ceiling crisis, this delays, and I know what your position is on the, the, the $3.5 trillion social spending plan, this delays, if not tanks, that entire proposal, because you're dealing with an economy that really has big problems if you hit the debt ceiling. It sidetracks any of those conversations. And so Democrats are just as interested in putting out this fire so they can get on to the rest of their their agenda, even if that's something you don't agree with. Yeah, look, but but also we've got other problems with this as well. I mean, they've not been able to even get this through within their own caucus. I mean, you got the squad really in control in the House and we're not voting for the one point two trillion dollar, quote, bipartisan infrastructure bill unless we get the three point five trillion then you've got the Bernie Biden manifesto on top of everything else. And then you have some reluctance among a couple of Democratic senators. You know, it's it for them. It's just a total political mess on a on a very large scale. And none of it, it really looks particularly good for Joe Biden. And I'm not I'm just not sure why Republicans wouldn't just get out of the way and let them, you know, continue down this path, which isn't serving them well. Republicans certainly think that Democrats will hoist themselves by their own petard if they pass that big spending bill, and and to some degree even the the, the transportation and infrastructure bill. Uh, you know, and this is why Mitch McConnell has made this a a political point to say, look at all this big spending. This is why we are not going to participate in this. But again, McConnell might be on the hook if he relents, and there's some sort of deal that is worked out here. Uh, you know, he is really trying to drive down both sides of the street, and that could be a problem for McConnell. Isn't it? You've been in Washington how many years now covering Washington? 28. All right, 28 years. Isn't it true, and correct me if I'm wrong, when the government shuts down, it doesn't fully really shut down. Essential services continue. People will get their Social Security checks. Uh, uh, the military now, well, will... Well, not if we hit the debt ceiling. Now, we're talking about apples and oranges here, because that's the problem. Okay, separate and apart. Yeah, but usually with the government shut down, the essential yeah. workers work. Yes, the, you're right. Our military is on duty. We, we, we usually end up, the way it usually ends is people get a vacation and then get back pay, and all the, the predictions of calamity all fall by the wayside. Isn't that what usually happens? Yes, but there have been economic impacts from these major shutdowns, frankly, and economists have talked about that. I remember in 1995, uh, Newt Gingrich, who was Speaker of the House, briefly uh, talked about uh, you know, why should we pay these people because the work was not done, and, and they eventually relented and, and paid everybody after the government shutdowns in the fall of 1995, drifting into early 1996. Um, but yes, you're right, and when the government does shut down, uh, not everything shuts down. The military is still operating. Police, park police, you know, secret service. There's a lot of things that are still going on in the federal government, even though it's, quote, shut down. Yeah. What do you know about? I saw a story, as long as I've got you on the line, John Kerry saying Biden had not even been aware of what had transpired with France, you know, removing their ambassador over the submarine deal with Australia. How could he not have known that? Well, that's unclear. Uh, you know, you know what he was getting, the information he was getting. You know, there's been a lot of criticism about the diplomatic community. Uh, you know, uh, with the Biden administration and just you know certainly what we saw in Afghanistan, some infighting uh, different parts uh, of the State Department. Uh, were they briefing the president? Uh, you know, was he you know in the loop on on these types of things? Uh, you know, we've not had hearings on that. We've had hearings on Afghanistan here on Capitol Hill. We've not had hearings yet 
on uh, uh, dealing with uh, Australia and France and, and that whole deal? That's a big question right now. We haven't gone down the rabbit hole on that just yet. Why is there so much silence and even somewhat tacit approval, even seemingly from Biden and, and his administration at the treatment of people like Senator Cinema or Senator Joe Manchin? And what's with Joe Manchin flipping and flopping twice in 24 hours, agreeing to two point two trillion in spending? Then he returns to one point five trillion. Well, you know, again, Joe Manchin is saying, you know, I, I want to provide infrastructure for West Virginia. That is, a, it's a rural state; it certainly needs that sort of thing. If they approve the three point five trillion dollar bill, eventually, he's been talking about means testing. Well, you have a, you know, a, a poorer um, electorate in in West Virginia, frankly, and they're probably going to qualify in certain quarters, you know, for a lot of this aid. So that works out. You know, they, they you know, he says, okay, we're going to hold the bottom line, but we're going to get this aid for you if you qualify. Is essentially what he's saying. So yes, the the money goes to West Virginia. Uh, but but Joe Manchin has, and he and Cinema, Kristen Cinema, they have the ultimate leverage right now in Washington because Democrat, Democrats cannot do anything unless they have all 50 votes. And I said this last last week on the air a couple of times here, Sean, is that maybe the Democrats' uh, legislative appetite was bigger than their stomach. In other words, if you have a three-vote margin in the House of Representatives and you have only you know a 50-50 Senate, it would be one thing to say, okay, we're going to have some compromise or do something that's that's modest, and Republicans might not go along with this, but, you know, it's within range. But to do a bill like this or bills like this, that's where some people have wondered whether or not that's overstepping what the majorities are. And this is where some people looking at the polls of President Biden say, this is not what we elected him for, because that's not, you know, we, we, we looked at him as kind of a moderate or somebody who would work with Republicans and it wouldn't be all these liberal ideas. Well, he said <laughs> unity a lot in that in his, in his inauguration speech. Let me ask you about Merrick Garland. Uh, there is fury around the country. Uh, the front cover of the New York Post today literally says outrage as FBI targets angry mom moms are these domestic terrorists. In other words, school board members likening parents complaining about, you know, mask mandates, uh, CRT, for example. And now we found out that Merrick Garland's son-in-law, according to Congressman Jim Banks, um, is the co-founder. What, Linda? I didn't hear what you said. Uh, Co-founder of Panorama Education, a big data firm that made millions from CRT curriculum. Has anybody in D.C. picked up on the fact that that's that's coming out now? Well, Republicans are certainly laying into Merrick Garland. We've heard that from Josh Hawley, the Republican senator from Missouri today, Kevin McCarthy on Fox today. Uh, you know, he basically said that this is an attack on parents, you know, DOJ going after parents, you know, in the school board meetings and things. Uh, Kevin McCarthy said they want to intimidate parents from coming in and questioning what's being taught to their children. Uh, he says that the Biden administration, his words here, are trying to nationalize yeah. elementary schools. So this is an issue where... You know, the, the the Republicans on Capitol Hill believe that the, you know, Garland Justice Department is overstepping its bounds big time. I'll, I'll let you go, Chad Program, all things uh, Washington, D.C., Hitchhiker's Guide to Everything. Uh, probably the smartest, one of the smartest guys in D.C. Thank you, sir, for sharing time with us. We'll see you tonight on Hannity. Call anytime. Thank you. For it.